The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. Hello and welcome to a new episode of 2 vs. 3. I'm Kyle. That's Cody. And Greg. So, what have you guys been up to this week? And I've, uh, I just keep buying comic books over the phone off, off our comic dealer. Wait, like a, you call them and... No, no, it's like... You made that sound like way more yeah. cool than it actually is. No, no, no. It's like, so I just like, I just keep picking up my phone and it just messages me like, you, you want this comic book? And I'm just like, yeah, I do. It's for free. He's and getting hustled hard. I know. And so right now I just look at my pull list and this week I had 14 comic books and three trades pick up <laughs> what yeah it's, how much was that it, like I, I i actually haven't picked it up like i'm afraid to go down there I guess, you're like, fucking right you're afraid that's um, like a like hundred dollars but then yeah, like, it'll be over a hundred dollars oh i know and then it started to get more out of hand because then he literally was like well there's still a lot more <laughs> and i was just like oh man so well no actually more. what i said like, was, I was why like, is he saying it threateningly well, that's what I thought. He's I was good because I made just, it. Greg's a sucker. I was just like, oh man. Greg I guess, can't say uh, no. Do you guys accept souls? Because it sounds like it's going to get out of hand. He was salesman three. And he was just like, you better hold on to that because there's a lot more. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. And so yeah, I actually had to tell him stop. I was like, man, what? Like, I can't. We're we're talking about Adam from down at uh, Kingston Gaming Nexus. Man, he's great. One of our new local affiliates. I'm, I'm official, like, unofficial. <laughs> our official, sponsors. unofficial. One of our official, unofficial sponsors. <laughs> No, I do. I love it. I love it. The fact that he just knows everything I want. Like Cody says that I'm being hustled. It's like, man, I'm being told this is what I want. I do want it. No, yeah. If you want it, you want it. I'd like he, he constantly is trying to throw stuff at me that deep down I would read it, but I, I wouldn't buy it. Oh, I, like, I think I would definitely like borrow it off someone to read it, I but that. I don't feel the need to add no. it to my collection. And that yeah. happens probably half the time with what he offers me. Like 15 out of 15 times I'm not going to Fifteen out of fifteen. That was a weird stat. I thought you were going somewhere else with that. Like it's a weird fraction. No, all the time was the answer. Actually, all the time. No, it's like I feel like loved because it's like he knows me so well. But uh, yeah, I'm scared. I'm scared to go down there right now. Fucking mess, man. If you if it was anything other than comics, it would be a predatory thing for you. He's a salesman, man. I got more respect for Adam now. Way to sell, Yeah. Like, I was going to say he's not that good, but that's bullshit. He's good. Yeah, he's good. It works on Greg and right? Jesus Christ, man. That's, so, yeah. that's uh, it's, it was. It's all Swamp Thing, too. I mean, not all the 14 comics. That's just my regular pull. Though, I mean, like, that's just silly because, I mean, the last couple of weeks I've had, like, three books a week. But if you think about it, like... Those hardcovers and like trades you're buying, you're just fill, you're filling gaps in a collection that you're trying to fulfill. I, I am right, so I'm not upset with that because like my ultimate goal is to is to get all the swamp things. I mean, in the most cost effective way, which is but the, there's branching out and whatever. I guess you're supporting a local business. Not a bad thing. Oh, I mean, I instead I've, of buying them all on Amazon, at least you're going getting them from the shop. Yeah, like when I first moved to Kingston, man, like fucking, I don't know, I was like 14. The first thing I did was go to Nexus. And that was like I don't even was know. Was it Nexus back then? 
It was Nexus, but they didn't have comics. It was just games. Yeah, it was like the tabletops. Yeah, and then I walked up to Action Pack Comics, and I'm like, that was when I met Adam, and it was like the same thing. Yeah, like, my first day in Kingston, I went there, and then now Adam works at Nexus. So I mean, yeah, I, I first knew him from there, but um, yeah. So I went out trying to spend some money, like not quite as bad as what Craig was pulling <laughs> the other day, but I, I did a tour in Kingston looking for PlayStation VR. Couldn't find. A fucking demo station in all of Kingston. Can't can't a demo try station. it. I want to try it, right? Oh, like oh, like one. That's yeah, right. try it's, it. It's, it's, it's seven hundred dollars Canadian. Yeah, so you definitely so want to try it. I don't want to just that. fucking throw it on and be like, oh, really? Just no one has it set up. No, not that I can find. Yeah. And so and so, where'd you go? Uh, EB's Mall, Best Buy's, all those kind of places you would normally think that might be a place. Is, or it, like is Future thing. Shop still a thing here? Future Shop Best Buy's now. Uh, I don't know. I think Future Shop's out of business in but, Kingston. Yeah. I think it's, it is everywhere. It's just Best Buy. Yeah, well, they were always the same people. Weren't they? Yeah, they were. But always the, the difference used to be Best Buy, their salesman paid by the hour, Future yeah. Shop paid by commission. So you went to Future Shop and they hassled you for shit. Well, yeah, but you also Best got Buy. deals. You also got deals there. You could haggle, <laughs> but probably not on a new PlayStation VR. No. Anyway, like, yeah. nowhere in the fucking city can you play this shit. How am I supposed to spend That's $700 on Fate? Yeah, because even watching a Let's Play, like, doesn't you work, can't experience right? what, it. What about like users' comments? Have you read anything that's kind of like reviews? Are, reviews are good. Yeah, you yeah. know, like um, a lot of games are doing pretty well. Like uh, I know that like Res Infinite is one of them, which is like an old PS2 game, but is redone for PSVR. Supposed to be fantastic. Well, they could do that with any old game, you know. Yeah, a lot of older games I think translate better to VR because they were simpler, like. 3D movement was, you know, a lot of it's like on rails and stuff like that. Yeah. So it works well in VR. There's like other good games like Thumper. It's a game that's supposed to be really good and scary. And I don't know. Yeah. Well, the, stuff I'm excited for, but I can't fucking try it. So I'm not going to say Have, have you read kind of any bad reviews? Yeah, there's some bad reviews for the VR system itself and for some games. Where they're just either boring or too expensive for what they're doing. Oh, but is there like any functioning complaints? Like people are... Yeah, um, well, like, so, the deal with PSVR... Like you obviously seem, like, hesitant, like, you're still... Yeah, nervous. um, well, I'm just worried, because, like, I don't so know, you guys never had Connect. Do you guys ever have that? No. Do you ever have a Wii? Uh, I played Wii. Yeah, so, like, yeah. Wii, pretty fun for a little, like, first few times to play Wii Sports. Have a Bowling. Have a little time, bowl, <laughs> a few games of tennis with some friends. Tiger Woods. Great party thing to do, right? Yeah. Like, those kind of motion games. Yeah. Stuff. A lot of that stuff is kind of based around like the next evolution of that, like a little bit of motion controls, but doesn't work in parties because you have to have this fucking thing on your head. You're not playing with a group of friends. So wait, wait, the VR, you, it's still motion control. Like well, a lot, yeah, like so it's like the way it works. Moving your head or your body. Your it's your head for PSVR. It's just head tracking and hand tracking with the PlayStation moves. Can you also play games just with a controller wearing the headset? Yes, you can play like any game in a theater mode. In the headset so that with the just, controller, okay, okay. and a certain VR games still only require the controller. But to get the full experience, you need the PlayStation camera, the you VR need, headset. You need a big room. You don't necessarily need a big room because it's not a room scale VR. So like, um, so it's just movements. It's just movements. Like you can turn around, you can be standing and stuff. But when you turn around, uh, it won't track your hand movement. So it has to be a, if you're turning around, it has to be a game that's like controller based. If you're turning all the way around. Huh. Because the head tracking only works on the headset, like, you know, it will track it when it's turned around, but say you put one of those PlayStation Move ones in front of your body, and your back is to the camera, can't read the no, camera, can't see the weird. wand, right? That's fair. 
Uh, so like those are mostly the complaints. That and then it's just a little finicky. All I think a lot of these things will work themselves out, and it will probably come out being a pretty good thing in the end. But it's hard to risk seven hundred bucks on it, right? Yeah. Like I just, yeah. I can't see dropping that kind of coin. And even wait till Boxing Day. That's not far off. Yeah, but will it really drop? You know. We'll see. We'll see yeah, how we'll well see. it sells. Like, I mean, Christmas is probably where, but I don't want to say... At that, at that price point, I don't think it's going to be flying off the shelves, so I think they're going to try to keep it high for a little while, but they're going to have to drop it if they want to sell it. Yeah, but I see it more probably being like... Because oh, there's going to be competition. Bundle. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. What, and what? Microsoft just announced new headsets. Will there ever be, like, third-party VR for a, for a platform? For, like, a console? Um, yeah. Like, well, Oculus is partnered with Xbox, Okay. They haven't released any headsets for them. Uh, it's likely to come out with the next iteration of the, the Xbox One, which is the Xbox Scorpio, the code name for it anyway. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. But an Oculus headset costs as much as this fucking, like the whole thing for PlayStation VR. You know, like it's, there, it's not like it's much cheaper. Well, speaking of new video games, I actually went out and purchased some very old video games recently and a Super Nintendo system. And it's been a lot of fun. Um, playing these old games, though, it's frustrating as fuck. And I have no idea how I enjoyed it as much as I did as a child. Because I'm having a lot of... I think I just... I'm overthinking it now. And as a child, no. you just go for it. It's just... You know what it is? I, as a kid, you sucked and you didn't know you sucked. Yeah. You saw your few screens <laughs> of how far you could get in the game. And you were just happy doing it. You yeah. weren't competitive about it. Now you know what the end of a game tastes like, and you can't get to... Well, <laughs> I, I was probably, like, drinking and shaving before I beat you. <laughs> uh, okay, well, that's fair. What, what was the first game you think you guys ever beat? Uh, Metal Gear Solid. Oh, yeah? yeah? Damn, all the way through? Yeah, I was hooked. Yeah? Walkthrough? Uh, no, not really. A friend that helped. Not me. really, but yeah. Probably, yeah, a friend that helped. Yeah, yeah, a friend like he want, he was so excited for me to play that he kept being like Justin. No, it was another like, <laughs> another no, guy. You have a good story. I think was on one of our very first podcasts. Yeah, and like this. he would just be like, he was so in love with it that he would just try to constantly give me hints and riddles, and so I'd have to like solve his hints and riddles to figure it out. You know, it was weird, but he, it was great. It was the first game I ever beat. Nice. Yeah, I think it would have been like Tony Hawk or something for me. Yeah, I'm trying to think like something like De- Tony Hawk. Definitely yeah. N64. Um, I don't think I ever Game beat Boy. this Super Nintendo. Uh, yeah, Pokemon. Pokemon and stuff like that. Yeah. Lots of things on Game Boy. Handheld. Oh, uh, yeah, you know what? But I I also, mean. there was a thing you could cheat back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you still considered it winning. Yeah. Um, but I would say, like, first one that I was really proud of, and I definitely did, like, in one of our very first episodes, talk about Super Mario 64. Oh, man. That yeah. was the one. I was, I was way older when I My did parents, that. like, gathered in the room to watch yeah, it. Yeah, he did tell that story. Yeah. And uh, that was the one I was super proud of. Yeah, yeah. Weren't we discussing, like, our proudest moments in gaming? <laughs> yeah. It was, like, <laughs> it was, like, episode two. Uh, but yeah, uh, old games are hard, man. They are. They're a bitch. But when it comes to Super Nintendo, like, what games do you recommend me, uh, adding to the collection? Uh. Right now I have Star Fox, which I think is great, and Prince of Persia, which I think is horrible. Okay, well, those are, obviously, anything with Mario in the name. Yeah, I know, right? I need to add some Mario to my life. So, Uh, um, isn't there, like, the, the... 
Galaxies where there's multiple games or something? Uh, no, Super Mario Galaxy's Wii. Oh, okay, no, okay. What am I thinking of? Super All-Star? Mario, Super Mario All-Star is um, a compilation, depending on which version you get, that is Super Mario, uh, Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 2, Super Mario Brothers 3, well, sounds- and sometimes Super Mario Brothers, or Super Mario Brothers World. Or sounds like World. I want to pick that up, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I can lend you almost There's, all those. You guys remember the Super Mario Brothers movie? Yeah, yeah I do. John, John Leguizamo yeah, and yeah. fucking Anthony, uh, Anthony yeah, yeah. Hopkins' uh, Bob Hopkins. Yeah, Bob, Bob Hopkins. Hopkins. Hopkins, I think. Hopkins? I don't Hopkins? know. It was Hopkins. a fucking strange And uh, Dennis Hopper with Bowser. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was a good movie. But um, what else? I'm trying to think. You, uh, I know you got... I'm, Dump, I'm, I'm playing Country too. Two, and uh, yeah, I borrowed that from a friend, and I also borrowed uh, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, the other ones that are really like the coveted ones are like Final Fantasy VI, which I think oh, is yeah. Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy two. two here, like in America, something like that. Yeah, yeah or three, maybe or four. I don't we're know. like there's well, a weird thing. In Final like Fantasy. most arcade games, were they like? Just a full-on arcade games, or like? Oh well, no, a became, lot of them. A lot of them were ported. Like they became, yeah. Like yeah. what do you mean? Uh, like Pac-Man or something? Well, no, but I just mean like there's like a lot of games that are at the arcade that it's like I feel like I played that on a console. Mortal Kombat. Oh or, yeah, tons like, of, yeah, 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 tons of them. Yeah, that's. But were they uh, the, the were the console versions I was playing because of the arcade game? Yeah, no, they, sometimes yeah. though they came out like the a stripped-down version in, in the console. Like like say Street Fighter Two, right? Is available on SNES. Yeah. Uh, and but you know those versions aren't as robust uh, with, as like the arcade version would be. Like really, the, the sound game would be better. Yeah. Well, if you think about the size of an arcade game, those are big because there's like a well, big ass fucking board in that that is like I guess the it. entirety of an SNES thing, like computer set, a chipset in fucking with like better sound, better music, like You're better really higher quality settings and stuff. Yeah, and. Um, you know, so you're getting like a little bit less fancy version, but I mean, for most of those, we're pretty good. Um, but uh, uh, other suggestions, I'm trying to think. Um, Earthbound would be pretty much impossible to buy. Yeah, you know, I like that. It's like over a hundred dollars. Yeah, but that would be one better to just buy it cheaper, emulated. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever play Mario RPG? <coughs> that sounds interesting. I have not, but it's one of those ones that is like people love that game. Also, probably. Well, I love fun. RPGs, and the Mario universe is great. Obviously, yeah. That I feel like that would be a really fun game. It's a Square game, and like so. It's oh, really? Guys that did like, uh, yeah. Final Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. A bunch of SNES is full full of shit. Lots of great RPGs. Like what sucks though is the the price for the pricing is kind of fucked up. Like no box, no nothing. Pretty much minimum for a good game is twenty five bucks, and on eBay that's not counting shipping. Yeah, but when you think about it. Like, you're going to spend 10 bucks to buy it legally on a, you know, on a, a Wii U or whatever, wherever you can actually buy it legally. You know, like, emulated. You can steal it, obviously, online for nothing. But having one of those physical cartridges, those things don't deteriorate is, that quickly, and, like, you're going to have it forever. Is Steam legit? What do you mean? Like, it's not, like, a pirating thing? Oh, no. Steam's one of the most... Like, yeah, it's it's full on, this, uh, yeah. It is how, the most did, legitimate marketplace. How do they acquire all the games? It's a marketplace. Think of it it's, it's like the Google Play Store. Yeah, like that, yeah. exactly. Think like it was like iTunes. the first one. Yeah. Like, and they and they also did like a lot. 
Valve is an offshoot of Steam? Are no, so Valve is, uh, yeah, the overarching company. <laughs> Steam <laughs> is the marketplace. They also make video games like Half-Life. Steam's been Half-Life. around forever, hasn't it? Yeah, but it, it was pretty much like the... Okay, so you used to buy PC games, right? You used to go to a store, buy them on a CD yeah. or whatever. You, you know, plug them in, you play them. Yeah. Uh, and then eventually they released... Like, you'd get Half-Life 2, and then you'd go to Steam, and like you download this client. It's like a launcher for video games at yeah, yeah. the start of it and you can get mods and shit like you get like Counter-Strike came and, out of that and like today why I think it's so good is it's really easy for developers to put out indie games yeah and uh, their sales are also oh, amazing insane. Like, uh, so, but like if you buy a new game it won't come with like a Steam code so you can download a digital version or something no, it'll just come no with... one buys physical PC games anymore no. at all they all buy them through PC Steam games? so like oh so I guess Steam is just for computer. All we got, right? Yeah, it's only, just for computers. Right? Yeah, and and that's where everyone buys their games. Like um, there's other client. Like you could also get them from Good Old Games, which I think is World of Warcraft's different too. Well, yeah, anything from Blizzard is bought through what used to be BattleNet, but they changed it okay. uh, just recently. And like, or like if you EA has their own client, which is EA Origins. But for the most part, if you're buying a PC game, you're buying it on Steam. Steam's awesome for their sales and a bunch of shit. Fantastic if you're playing PC games. Yeah, like, and unbeatable for sales. Like, I can't tell you at, like how many times I bought like ninety nine cent to five dollar games on there just because it looked interesting and I really enjoyed it after. Well, yeah, the, you the, can. The, sorry, like the reason I was asking like about that thing is like because when we when we bought those magic cards, it came with like a prompt for me to to, like, download, to download that game and I, I, I didn't really game. understand it because like I only downloaded that game and then through the game I had to download Steam and so like I never really used Steam I was just using Steam I guess yeah you, so you, you were using it to run the game yeah. like I didn't I so yeah I don't know I guess I, I guess I kind of get it it's just uh, it's weird I guess I wouldn't just I don't play computer games I don't play any games yeah well like that's a big barrier for most why a lot of people have consoles right if they just don't want to deal with that they don't understand it it's simple you, you know that you can go buy a PlayStation plug it in it like, works you, to get a computer and then run Steam for someone who's maybe a little bit more computer illiterate, not to like shit on you for being yeah, <laughs> not understanding computers, but you don't do it all the time. It's like a complicated process where people are like, why don't I get this thing? I just thought I'd put the CD in and play. But not the case, you know? But it's nice because it, you get a community along with it as well. So you download a game and you're instantly on message boards for it if you have an issue. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like it's easy to like set up with your friends to play a game instantly. Um, yeah, it, and they offer tons of free games to play as well, like Dota. And is there like any computer games that you guys really want that you like for a con- like that you can't get on a console? Yeah, yeah. And like, certain games you want to play on a computer. Yeah, like what? Like real time strategies. Yeah. So I would say the biggest one that just came out like last week is Civilization Six. So I don't know if you guys have ever played a Civ game, but uh, like you can't play that shit on consoles. Like there was Civilization Revolution that came out years ago, but. You want to play that shit on PC. You need the mouse and the keyboard. Well, I'm pretty sure the best real-time strategy to ever work on a console on a console would be a uh, Halo Wars or yeah, Halo Wars worked pretty good. Like it was fun as yeah. far as a real-time strategy. You could actually do it on a console, and it didn't suck. There's a new one coming out. Halo Wars, Halo Wars Two comes yeah. out. I think next year should be exciting. I don't know. I like those games, Starcraft and stuff. Obviously, ever where most people played that as a kid. Diablo up until like. Yeah, you play that on, well, you could play that on a console, but people enjoy it on a computer. Well, know. yeah, like you could play Diablo 1 on PlayStation 1, There's but I don't think there was ever a console P- Diablo 2, and 
it, they mostly suck up until Diablo 3. And I don't know, like things like you, you are a big World of Warcraft guy, you can't play that shit on a console. Well, I mean, yeah. Mm. yeah. But at the same time, like, I mean, I wasn't a huge World of Warcraft guy, but I loved playing Star Wars Galaxies, and there's really not much in, like, any of those games that you can't do in, like, a, a Morrowind game or an Elder Scrolls game. If they, yeah. I know that there's Elder Scrolls online, and that game is not as fun as the game. The regular, the regular games. No. I, I played I mean, it for like, a bit. I mean, it's a different experience. I never liked playing games online with friends, but with the exception of playing Halo 2 back when, on the original Xbox, when, like, playing games online on the console was super fresh. So, Ooh. like, people were not dicks. I feel like, like a lot of the way, way people play, when you guys are describing, like, I don't play Demon Souls or Dark Souls or whatever the hell, but, like, mm-hmm. you guys do, my brother does and shit. You guys are talking about, like, leaving messages and, like, helping each other and stuff. And, like, the way you guys describe playing that game online is kind of, like, the way, like, a lot of times you play, like, these RPG games where you're kind of just doing it by yourself. Other people do the exact same thing by themselves, you know, but if you want, line up and go and do it. I understand what you're saying. Like, it is that, but, like, the biggest thing with those games is, like, you can't shit talk another person. You can fuck them up, like, if you want to be a troll. But it's, it's part of the game when they do it. It's, like, a different, hard to describe, really. Uh, like the difference between just like having someone help you through a game because yeah, you have to seek help in Dark Souls and it's like super limited like you don't get to choose the person that helps you really like you just ask for like you see a message on the ground and help get like summon that person to help you they can't talk to you like the most they can do is wave at you nicely or attack you and fuck your day up thing, or sounds, help you through the thing sounds pretty awesome so I don't know it's a different kind of experience that, that's the problem with console gaming is that it's a lot of younger people that maybe are assholes. You know, like I was an asshole as a kid, you know, on games. Like I was calling people names. I thought it would be funny to have a couple beers and just shit talk on Halo all the time. You know, like you just sit there. And I remember hey, our man, friend it, Rob it, one time having right to be a dick. on chat where he, he was playing two people in the chat. He was like pretending he was British and arguing with his own English self. Like Canadian self, and it, like it tells you who's talking, and he had a full-on argument, and people are like, "What the fuck is this kid doing?" So, you know, like multiple personality disorder, and we just thought that was a good time, and that's why people don't talk on the console games anymore because assholes like us when we were kids. Um, good time. Good yeah. Time. Well, did you guys uh, hear it all that? Uh there's talks of J.J. Abrams directing a new movie in the Cloverfield universe. I did not. The Saga. Until this moment. I like, did. Is, did he say what kind of movie it's supposed to be? It's supposed to be a sequel, or... Oh, well, yeah. Well, it's like, definitely going to be in the universe. That's yeah, what that they're saying. It's part of the universe. So it's a sequel to the first Cloverfield, or it's just in the universe, kind of like 10 Cloverfield Lane was. I think it's going to be part of the universe, like... I, I Like... like 10 Cloverfield, whatever. Okay. I, I, seen, I think it's sweet. I haven't seen 10 Cloverfield Lane. I loved the first one. Although, I loved it, but I made the mistake of being really hyped for that movie. I took my brother and my dad to the movie theater to see it. Didn't grasp the fact that the whole thing was a found footage movie and that it was going to be shaky cam, like handy cam. So, about five minutes in, it's doing that. And I can tell my dad is like, he's like shielding his eyes at times. Like, it's making him feel sick. And I, like, the whole rest of the movie just kept, like, for the first 30 minutes, like, it'll change, it'll change. 
It's not gonna be like this the whole time. It obviously was. And I felt bad the whole movie. He just, I clearly hated it. It was making him feel sick. I'm like seeing on the like, big screen, some people can't do that. It makes him feel nauseous. Something I thought about this, though, is like, J.J. Abrams is getting thrown around, thrown around a lot these days. Getting thrown at Star Wars, Westworld, yeah. this new... He's on Westworld? Oh, he's on Westworld. No, sorry. I, I was, yeah, I was confused that. Um, Star Trek? Yes, yeah, Star Trek. Oh. Yeah. Um, Similar. Yeah, but like all these series that he's booting at the beginning and okay. then, then bails. So do you think that he, the Hollywood's just using him as like a, the conductor of a hype train? Or anything they want to in the sci-fi realm. I don't know. I okay. Like I like some JJ Abrams movies. I, I like, I like most of them. Yeah. 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 But um. Okay. So like what did you say? You like Lost? Yeah. Like I like Lost for at least yeah. three seasons. That's the only thing by JJ Abrams that I. Like. But I feel like he only really did the first, the first season. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I like the stuff he actually did. Um. Okay. No, this is kind of like a tangent to that, but when you go to the theater we normally go to here, the landmark one, and you go in, if you've been there recently, all the staff are wearing, uh, you know those shirts that everything has, the something and something and something and something, like, you know, in black and white, like it'll be like, uh, the. in this case it's like Scorsese and Abrams and Nolan and like this, and like it's a list of directors. Okay. And it's like a popular shirt. Like everybody has like their own version of this shirt. But like if you were watching Epic Meal Time, it was like bacon strips and bacon strips and bacon strips okay. and bacon strips. Yeah. That kind of thing. And JJ Abrams is on that list, but among the names where I'm like, nope, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't belong there. Nope. <laughs> like he's not on that level yet. You can't be like Hitchcock and Scorsese and like and then, and then and Abrams thrown in there. Like no, no. Would you know nope. I know if Christopher Nolan was on that list? Yes. Yes, yeah, I, so, <laughs> so, 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 like, <laughs> all right, all right. I can understand that. So, you, do you think he's a hype train? Uh, yeah. I mean, well, I don't know. Like, well, he doesn't I mean, have a lot of flops. Like, I mean, I <laughs> fuck. I'd much rather have him over Snyder on that list. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, yeah. Well, I don't know. So, I'm interested to see how the next Star Wars pans out with the new director. Yeah, who is the guy who's doing uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, no, not, I'm, not, I'm talking about eight. Oh, uh, yeah. That guy, what did he do? The guy's doing eight. I don't know. I don't even know who it is. Fuck, I can't. I know who it is. I can't think of it. But either way, yeah, it's, it's just funny that he, he sparks a lot of interest and then starts his own thing. He must be fucking rolling in the dub by now. Oh, maybe because yeah. Hollywood looks well, at him as a hype train. He robot. is looking at it an opportunity to just make awesome movies well yeah because his budget's just going to go up and up and up but i think he does very well with his budgets like star wars was a well, really big movie and i think he spent his money properly well like, that, i think that's not even necessarily him as a director that's the production yeah that robot is like doing oh that's his shit. his company yeah, yeah and they have a track record of constant success when it comes to that and so you know when you get to be that top level of like you're the director and you own the production company <clears throat> You're kind of like fucking. Who am I thinking of there? I can't. I can't tell if there's a hype train and we got on it, or if there's no hype train and JJ Abrams awesome. Because it sounds like Hobbs got on JJ and hype train, but I, but I'm with him. I want to get on board. Is <laughs> <laughs> JJ on the train? Yeah, it's good. I don't know. I, I mean, it, I get excited about directors. JJ so the, yeah, is man, the one I go top here. of my list. Same but. here. 
He's he's awesome, and I'm super pumped. Like I like enjoyed both Cloverfield movies, and like they're not they're not alike. They're two separate. He's gonna take it to a new level though. I think. Well, I, and that's that's the thing is like they're they're not alike. They're not sequels. I don't know what there's a word for that. Like they're not because a sequel is a continuing of a story. Though I guess that's the point is that these were all part of a really large story, so it would be dumb now for them to do a sequel to either the first or the second. Do you know what I mean? This would be a third movie continuing the overall story. It could be anything, man. Yeah, I mean, it could be anything. No, the fact that J.J. Abrams doing it, it sounds amazing. And hopefully it's nighttime. It's like maybe the <laughs> hopefully little, there's not that many there's a little bit less. Well, Will, my brother and I were joking. He got rust in his eye. And uh, he had to go to the hospital like to get metal removed. And he got rust damage in his eye. And they said, like, you can take these, like, a lick of surgery or, or you can just ignore it. And worst case scenario, you're going to just see... Like these, like light flares. Oh yeah. <laughs> and we he we started joking around that maybe the JJ had rust in his eyes as a kid, and he doesn't know lens flares are just like you know he thinks everyone sees those. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! That's so all I, it is. here's what I want to know. So if they do another Cloverfield, Cody, you haven't seen Ten Cloverfield. No, no, I haven't. Have I. Yeah. It's wonderful. Do you want it to be a sequel to the first one? Something completely new, and more importantly, do you want it to be handicammed or a regular ass film release? I bet it's gonna be half and half. Handicam. Well, because the first one was completely, the second one wasn't. No, I would love to see it 100% handicam movie with a J.J. Abrams budget. What we handicam? He already did in Cloverfield. Nah. Wait, did he do the first one? Yeah. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, then now I'm thinking of the now case. Okay, I forgot. I forgot, yeah. Yeah, shit. <laughs> okay, well, shit, I'm gonna rebuttal. Go back. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a bad robot movie. Uh, yeah. And then I feel like it might be a sequel to the first one. And it'll well, be... Doesn't everyone die in that one? Yeah. Well, then, no. Then I think it'll be a new one again. I'm coming back around. I think it'll be a I want to see one. it, like, take place way farther in the future. Well, I want to... I, I don't want to ruin it for you guys, because I want you to watch the same. Yeah, we should but watch it. it. That might actually change a lot of what you think the second one, the third one's going to be. Right? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Well, we'll get back. We're supposed to... I guess we'll... We're going to do podcast work later in the year, so we should probably both watch that movie. Mm-hmm, Maybe mm-hmm, consider mm-hmm. it for this year's podcast. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we're going to take a quick break, but before we do, Cody's going to tell you about our new music for this week. Yeah, we got uh, some music from this guy we know called Lip Reader. Some uh, electronic music he usually does, but he's got uh, he's spinning some raps for this new track called Lands Down Tough. Hometown, or close to our hometown. Close, it's a little Hakelo community close to our hometown that we we love and cherish, and uh, it's a really funny song. Uh, if you guys know anything about like Canadian hit comedy, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. It's about cows, and he says "bud" quite a few times. <laughs> Anyways, check it out. Lands down tough by Lip Reader.
looking at me when I'm flexing my arms I think I'll step over there Showing my charm And if I'm thinking that you're fucking Then you better perform Cause it's lands down tough But really alarm Don't know the drill bud You know fucking clue When I run up to she ain't You come in to threaten my crew Just kick the 401 rap For boys in 382 I know that there's nothing Those boys are not prepared to prove Cause if you choose to fight You fight to lose Another copy motherfucker But you're not gonna move Whether it's wrong or right Need a wrong and bruise Cause this shit is top And we are letting loose Cause we're flying off the cuff When you think you're bad enough Fucking joke has gotten rough Fucking man's down tough Ain't no crack on the comeback. Yes, it is. So we're back. And, uh, so when I was on my adventure for trying to find PSVR earlier, I also went to Toys R Us because I thought maybe they'd have it. Oh, yeah, good old time at Toys R Us? Yeah. And my kindly girlfriend said, well, I'll buy you a present at Toys R Us. Aw. You gotta pick a nice thing you want, you know? That's nice. Exactly. You know, I was, I was excited. And I toured that store, top to bottom, and there ain't shit for buying a <laughs> fucking Toys R Us. You didn't buy a Star Wars action figure? Yeah. There weren't any good ones, man. There were no good ones. Like, what's a bad one? All, <laughs> all the current ones over there. The best one that they had was like, you know Bionicles? Remember that was thing? The Lego like, Bionicles? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, so they have Bionicle versions of, like... And I had like an Obi-Wan and Anakin one back in the day. Like, a Bionicles? Fuck yeah. I didn't know that thing. I think you're making that up, right? I couldn't possibly. And also, <laughs> somebody came over today, and uh, they were just like, man, I've been listening to the podcast, and I just want you to know that we totally had marbles. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Flashback to the last episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but whatever. Sorry. Just, anyway. I, I had Bionicles and marbles. That was probably the, <laughs> the best one I saw was that like uh, Star Wars Bionicle thing, but still, they were... There's no good Star Wars Lego. No, not really. Not for like a reasonable price. I don't know. Like there's some. Oh, so your girlfriend's cool. cheap. Well, no. Well, no. <laughs> just no, joking. Price. No, but Sorry, I, I already have like a Lego Millennium Falcon. I didn't really want another Lego Star Wars thing. Mm-hmm. I have no place to display a good one. I just wanted. You know what I really wanted? It's a fucking transformer. Just a good old-fashioned transforming transformer. None of them. What about like a board game or something? Nope, I went through the board game section. Yeah, lame. Nothing. No, all, not new, worth all new games are pretty lame. If like, you want a good board game, you gotta go to a comic book store. Yeah, or Nexus. Yeah, yeah like exactly. Like Nexus. <laughs> Shout out to Nexus. But, uh, yeah, nothing good. Man, it was just a disappointing trip to Toys R Us. And I don't remember in my entire life ever having a fucking disappointing trip to Toys R Us. No, definitely That's, not. Man, we used to go to fucking every week. Like, we were right into Mall Rats. And like, I mean, I got kicked out of the mall and every store ever we're having with a camera because they're just like, you can't film in here. But we used to go and take the bus every week, regularly, multiple times a week, all the way up to the West End, take us to the mall. And we'd be like, nope, not going to the mall, I'm not allowed in there. And we'd like run across the highway there, go into uh, Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. And I would buy Star Wars action figures like every fucking week. It didn't even matter. See, I, yeah, I never got into collecting action figures. Uh, like... Well, as a kid, you as know, as a kid, obviously, but oh, I, I didn't I collect them. Like, I played with them. I was like seventeen. Yeah, no, I didn't. Same. I never really collected. I I'm a firm believer in take your things out of the package. Because no, not them. anymore. Oh, I took them out. You gotta take them out. Yeah, I like a stand, put them all, and I put them all on end. Fuck that! I don't want to touch them and shit. And like, 
Luke would come with like a hand. I see how their arms move and stuff. Yeah, like, well, yeah. no, but Luke would come with a hand that came on or off. Mm. Like sometimes I put it on. You want to experience that. Yeah. You know, like the different things. Like when I got Han with a coat and I just like it was made with real cloth and I just kind of wanted to touch it. You know, yeah, there's yeah. like all kinds of things. Your, yeah, girlfriend, your girlfriend wouldn't buy you a new bike, like with pegs? Oh, yeah, thick one, you know. Little Star Wars one? Stunts. Gyro? Little Star Wars skateboard, <laughs> yeah. maybe? Kickstand? I not. She ended up buying me Mad Max, the video game. A new one? Uh, no, it was used, like, uh, at EB. And I didn't even know it was a game? Yeah, it came out last year. Yeah, pretty good. I've been playing it for, like, last week or so. It's a lot of fun. Like, cool. I don't know if you guys like Mad Max or not. We yeah, talked about the movie a while ago. Yeah, like Tom Hardy? It's, Tom Hardy is not in it. He's not the current Mad Max in it. It's just a, you know, nobody Mad Max. Okay. But, uh, you know, people are Australian. So. It's just the universe. Yeah, exactly. But it's good no, fun. Not based on the movie not, necessarily. Not Mad Max? No, it's just based on the universe. You are playing as Mad Max. You're just not Tom Hardy. Oh, okay. Or Mel Gibson. Oh, well, okay. He was a guy. Just, Mad, just Max. Mad Max? But, pretty decent game. But anyway, like, I assume we all have good memories that Greg already shared his of going to fucking Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. Have you been there recently? No. When was the last time? Uh, Four Christmases ago, probably. I, I don't know. Can't no. tell you, man. Oh. Well, the news is from Toys R Us. It's shit. <laughs> it's just shit. Where do you get toys now? I don't know, man. I don't think you can get toys. You know, like comic shops and hobby shops. Apparently, because right? kids are getting disappointment fucking Christmas gifts. <laughs> like, Toys R Us looks like this come fucking December. I tell you, yeah. Shop online, Amazon. Well, yeah, man, I guess you also gotta wait for that new wish book to come out. Well, actually, yeah, I, I heard that it was pretty bad this year. Yeah, I guess we don't get one. That's yeah. disappointing. Though I heard that Gordani's gonna be on the new Kingston phone book. Good for him. Like. From the, the from the comp, yeah, it's weird. Like a bug that no one left at? No, but I'm No, having... lots of people look at that thing. I, I get asked every day at work to look at the phone book. <laughs> it's like, if I'm in the office, if I had to, yeah, like, someone's like, oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's like the, the internet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I also get asked, hey, do you know the phone number for this place? And I go, oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure, about to Google like, I know everything because I have Google, for fuck's sake. I know like, how got to look things up. Yeah. Now you get to say, can I see your phone for a second? I go, I go, repeat the question. And I hit the uh, ask Google thing, and it just goes, oh, yeah, yeah, right there. Look at that. Oh, your phone does this, too, you know. Yeah. Oh, fucking phone book's dead. I get that. But apparently so is Toys R Us. I kind of want to go there now. Well, don't. It's shit. Fuck you, Toys R Us in Kingston. Fix your shit. Like, I feel like I had spent a while since I lost some Star Wars action figures. There's not good ones. Nothing good. But there's a, like, the Rogue One's coming out. I feel like that, that's the opposite. That there should I did be. not see one Rogue One character in the whole store. Man, I was actually really tempted at Nexus the other day to purchase one of those pop figures. For oh, one. yeah? But the where, Funko Pop? But where do you stop? Or where do you Never. start? Which one were you looking at? The, the Rogue Ones. E- have you Rogue been to an EB yeah. Games? And like glass little- no. Okay. okay, so an EB Games now is just Funko Pop store. <laughs> They line the walls, they line the cash, it's all Funko Pop. There's so many. It's crazy. That's yeah, for everything yeah, you think it of. It is. It's weird. I've seen people with their But I, I can see how, like, oh. it hits very niche markets. Like, there's some really obscure ones out there. So, like, I guess you just collect what you want to collect. You're obviously oh, not like going to collect them all. Well, I think there I are some people, it's, that, it's, like, it's like Beanie Baby. I can't yeah, think of exactly. A, I can't think of a single show that I don't watch that there isn't a fucking... 
Yeah, for sure. Oh, there's there's everything. Like, there's Honestly, different man, versions of every character. I can't wait. You want okay, to. you know what? If like they make some Candle Cove ones, I kind of want that. It's not the show's not called Candle huh? Cove. No, but if it's like for Channel Zero, <laughs> if they you make want, some Candle Cove, you want like ones? the the Teeth Man Funko Pop? I mean, that's I the only character I can name you. Uh, only <laughs> the I got a little shivers because I wouldn't even touch it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I have two of them, like two Funko Pops. One's just a regular one, little one, and Greg, you gave it to me. It's Ned Stark. Well, he's right there. Yep, there he is. And Never mind. I feel like I, th- I think I have the mountain in my room. And I have a Chewbacca bobblehead one. Oh yeah, and that's a good one. They look kind of creepy. Like, they I mean, do. The Ned makes creepy. sense because his eyes are jet black, and I feel like it's like he's dead. See, I don't even know which series I would want to collect. If if I had a choice, well, to be honest, it's like maybe Game of Thrones. I, I don't know because I mean, I kind of lame, look, they look boring. Yeah. I I just think I don't like the cartoony of some of the seriousness of this of the shows. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? It makes everything look childish, you mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, like, it's tough with the, the Ned Stark one. Like, uh, he just kind of looks like he could be Guy from Skyrim. Or, yeah. Uh, <laughs> any fan, he, he could easily... He took an air on the knee? If I told you that was Boromir... Yeah. Absolutely. You would think it was fucking Boromir. Uh, yeah, like, funny. We should know. totally get a that Boromir one. That might be a Boromir one. Uh, <laughs> and we should put it next to it. <laughs> I know I do want to get that one. Yeah, see what the difference is. But, yeah, I don't know. Funko Pop's not really my thing. <laughs> Nothing at fucking Toys R Us is my thing. I was just disappointed. I want to share that. Well, speaking of actual disappointment, that's actually not first world problems. Some like real, some real sad shit that happened you recently. Some but yeah, um, a real uh, amazing skateboarder, Dylan Reader. He was actually, I'd probably put him in my top five favorite skateboarders of all time. Uh, recently passed away from cancer. And, yeah, less than 30 years old. Like, you don't hear about that in sports very often where up-and-coming athletes are dying because of cancer. Yeah. It's, it's a real sad thing. Like, it, it, I don't know. It kind of hit home because of that's the last thing I'd expect to happen to a pro skateboarder. Yeah. You, you expect them to hit their head or, or uh, something, drug something, a drug overdose. Like, you know, no, no, um, absolutely. Drugs or alcohol. But, yeah, it was uh, really kind of weird to hear, and spooky in a way, to hear, like, a really talented, and, like, he was, like, a very, he was a model as well as a skateboarder. Like, he was doing very well for himself, and just to lose it all to something like fucking cancer. Yeah, no, that that sucks, man. And, obviously, like, I mean, no news to anybody, not a surprising opinion to say cancer sucks or something, but that's some shit. When it's someone young like that, terrible. Who was who it he skated for? He skated for fucking awesome. It is one of the coolest companies out there. Uh, owned by Jason Dill and Anthony Van England. So, border owned, you know. Uh, he also, like, was the captain of Team Handsome. Huh? <laughs> one of the pretty boys to skateboarding. He was always known for that. And he had one of the most killer styles of all time. He was very well known for that. Like, he, he skated with style and grace. But on a much lighter note in the skateboarding community, there's big news that the first professional skateboarder has come out to be gay. That's a thing that just happened? Yeah. Weird. Okay. Especially, man, in the skateboard community, the homophobia is probably, it it is big. Like, I grew up in the community. It's about being tough as fuck. Ah, man, I wouldn't, I mean. No, no no one's ever, like, had an issue with being, like, people being gay. But a professional skateboarder has never came out publicly to being oh. gay. And now Brian Anderson recently has. 
and the community welcomed it with open arms and no one had an issue and it was super well, cool that's good to hear no it was great for, it was great for the community that's uh strange because you, honestly like you yeah. think that that would be a bigger issue in something like football or something no, well like i was going to ask you guys like has that happened in like baseball or football where guys have come out as being gay i'm pretty sure the first openly gay football like professional football player was last year or the year before. I don't remember his name. So yeah, it's probably definitely time. a new thing for most sports. I, I From a marketing standpoint, as well. More of a college football thing, and then he got drafted, or you know, I, 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 should, I, should I remember being kind of a deal in the UFC. Yeah, I mean, it was like one of the Ultimate Fighters, perhaps. Yeah, I don't yeah, know I mean, why it's a big deal. It should like, obviously not be a big dumb. Deal. Like, I mean, it's a thing, but obviously, yeah, there's a huge stigma involved, and uh, we're we're moving past it. But it's still we're in that transitional period right now. Man, you know yeah, I, mean? I guess what I really find it surprising is that, is that skateboarding it would even be of note. So what he came out saying was that his close friends he never hid it from, but he didn't want to announce it because he didn't want to change the way that people view him. He didn't want to be the skate, the gay, gay skateboarder. Skateboard, yeah. He just wanted to be who he was, and people loved him for who he was, and people still love him for who he was. He just didn't feel that the community was ready for that yet, and he felt that this is the right time. The world's very liberal. We're it's a very progressive yeah, world we're living in right now. You know. Huh. I just like I said, I'm just super surprised that it was even a thing in skateboarding. Yeah. I guess I was kind of viewed as like a liberal sport. If that's and it, it was very surprising to me, like. Obviously, anyone could be gay. It doesn't matter how they act or how they speak or how they dress yeah, or anything like really that. Matter, yeah. But I always took him as like a tough kind of like badass skateboarder. Oh, and so, it, and, it, and it was really random and surprising to hear that he was coming out to be gay and said he's been gay ever since he's thought of sexuality. Huh. Well, good for him. And, and it's, yeah, it's just, it goes to show that like, you don't need to make that the main focus of your lifestyle, your sexuality, whether you're gay or straight, if you're a ladies' man or if you're gay or anything. Just be awesome for what people love you for being awesome for, you know? Yeah. It's weird that it's still, I guess it is still a stigma, especially in professional sports. No, but what I'm saying is we're, we're in that transitional period, probably near the end of it, where people oh, are yeah. but it's just, super it's, accepting. I guess it's just because professional sports are lagging behind everything else. Like, I mean, entertainers have been openly gay for a long time yeah uh, like if not on the forefront of becoming openly gay well you say a long time but in the grand scheme of things well really in our not. Life, I, I say a long time meaning our lifetime yeah you know like <laughs> not really pretty long. much forever <laughs> yeah exactly forever in my eyes yeah but no, it, I, I guess you're right because like I agree with Kyle on that it's like sometimes like I, I'm so ignorant as to the fact that the rest of the world is super ignorant yeah. because it's just like not a big deal to me or to us, I guess. It's just like, Doesn't mean that a whole that huge <laughs> collective could think yeah, otherwise. It's like, I don't know. It just, yeah, it never really it seemed like a thing. Weird. It's just like, well, I don't really go, right. go to gay bars. Well, no, there's fucking you know, assholes I mean, it's everywhere. It's not that big of a deal. Like, I mean, yeah, it doesn't affect me. Well, no, for me, like personally, like my mom, but gay. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've grown up with, like, it's been literally part of my life for almost all of my life. Well, yeah, I feel like this day and age, especially living in Canada, most of us know someone like that's very close to us who's gay like we yeah, all I, like we all probably have a gay friend we do all three of us have like gay world. friends gay family you all do 
Yeah, probably. You all do. You all do, deep down, probably. No, yeah, it's like a one in ten of the population, so you definitely do. <laughs> Stop being an asshole if that's the case. If you're listening to this, which you wouldn't, and be <laughs> anti-gay in some way, oh well, you know, fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. I, I guess on another note, speaking of uh, progressive issues, a new album and graphic novel recently came out by Gord Downey and Jeff Lemire, two of uh, Two Versus Three's homeboys. Yeah, they don't know us, but we're, we're... Well, no, we just love them very much, and we talk about them all the time. Yeah. So this is an amazing collaboration to come out. I feel like the universe is listening to me and just gives me what I want. I know, right? I actually think that... It's of been. you, not of me. <laughs> the last few years, I feel like what Greg thinks should be renewed or come out or be a collaboration <laughs> actually happened. So, um, Greg, you read it and you listened to the album. Yeah. What did you think of? What did you think of the album first? Just the music. And, at first, I don't know. I thought it was really weird. It's weird. It is. Like, I, I think every other song is kind of catchy. It's it reminded me a little of Arcade Fire. It just doesn't seem like something you'd like throw on your your fucking iPod or your phone or something and just like listen to you know there's a time and a place like it was meant to set this, the tone and the mood for the, the book or the film I guess but the book so you feel like it was the music matched the book not the book matching the music well obviously they, they go hand in hand but well, yeah, you, you think like that the, the music was set to the book uh, yeah I think that they're like there's a pace and that it's you know, like, you know how long it's supposed to take you to read that book. Well, what was nice is the way that I read the graphic novel, the way that it was set up is it starts with song lyrics to the first song, and you listen, I listened to that first song, and then it stopped, and then I read the next four to ten pages or whatever it was, and it basically, like, illustrated what that song was about. Even though some of the lyrics were over my head, some of them instantly made sense from a very simple panel that Jeff drew and that was really cool, and then it would show lyrics to the song too, and then I would listen to that, and I would repeat that process through the whole book, and that was a really cool way of, like, interactive media, like, two different art forms that I love, music and comics, working together perfectly, simultaneously. Well, I mean, you, well, we both know and said many times, Jeff, Jeff Lemire knows how to tell a silent story. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, this is perfect, because he's telling a silent story. It's not very silent at all. With, because you have the music, right? Yeah, I, I have a So the animated part, like the animated story, yeah, for, the, how long is it? It's roughly 40, <coughs> 45 minutes. And is it just from the art? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's art from the book, but it's, books, it's changed. Some, okay. some of the animated. Kind of like a motion comic or more yeah, like an actual... It's a, it looks like a motion comic. Okay. Yeah. So I uh, obviously haven't seen it yet, or listened, I've listened to a few tracks when we were just here, like... In the green room, waiting to record, but I yeah don't know what to expect. Well, what's beautiful about the graphic novel is it was printed at the size of the album. Yeah. So the art is massive and beautiful. It came, it came wrapped in like brown paper with twine around it. (laughs) It looks like someone actually sent me a parcel. All right. Well, I guess um, I don't know what the story is. So. I know that it's an important story about a it, Native Canadian. It's and, really and, easy to sum up the way that they tell it. They don't. I just really guess what was the, the it was a news type story at a certain point in time. But yeah, well, basically, what like, back you know, in the day, 
a lot of Native children were taken away from their homes and put into the Catholic school system. <coughs> I'm losing my voice, sorry. And You're then, yeah, but um, it's about this this one kid. Uh, I don't know. I'd say he's probably like he's ten to twelve years old. He's supposed to be twelve. Yeah, who one day out on the playground at the Catholic school just says, "Fuck it," and I'm just gonna go home. Fuck this place. Lola does he know his home was 600 kilometers away from that place. Oh. And so it's just him following the railroad tracks with this map that he can't read because it's in English. And it's a really sad story of him just trying to make his way home. And uh, he eventually freezes to death on the side of the railroad. And that's the end from how they tell it. But it's, a, it's mostly about creating the atmosphere and the mood. And Jeff and Gord Downey do that. Very well. It's not. I see. It's not something that you listen to. Like the reason another thing I was saying, like they go hand in hand, is that the book is not something you just read casually, <clears throat> and the album is not something that you just listen to casually. No, because I, I, every time I've listened to it or I've read the book or I've tried to watch the movie, I, you just get, you just get really kind of just like sad, like the whole. No, thing, it's it, extremely it, it, sad, it, and it's it, supposed it, to make you home. upset. I feel. Well, I mean, I'll be honest. Just the description of what happened makes me. Upset. It's, I can it's only like imagine uh, we did that to these people. You know? The most fantastic artist I can think of telling that story is going to make you a miserable fuck. Well, it's not going to. No, you don't put it that way though. Like, put, uh, oh, you, no, not not miserable. Yeah, you should be upset and yeah, not angry, yeah. but like. Uh, I'm sorry. I guess wrong word choice, but you know what I mean. It's just it's going to upset. Yeah, like I don't know. We, we blame America all the time for all the shitty things that they did when they came over. It's like we were just as horrible. Oh, you know? absolutely. Like, I'm if not worse on levels. No, I mean, Canada is certainly not built for you, that. And I just watched a new uh, Michael Moore movie where he goes around to European countries finding out ways that they're easily better than the United States. And when he was in Germany, he was really surprised how <clears throat> in schools they teach their kids the Holocaust and how fucking horrible it was. And he was like, why don't we do that in our schools? Like, why isn't it forced to, like, teach how we, like, fucked over the natives? And we got a... I mean, I remember learning a brief bit about it, but it was certainly not like a... Well, in top. Canada, I feel like we probably do get taught that more than, than the States. Than yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to... Well, the, the way that that movie told it, it, yeah. it sounded like it was. Because I know, I remember learning about the Hudson's Bay Company. It's like a huge part of Canadian history when you're taught in school here. And like, absolutely, a large part of that is like, you know, the genocide of the Man, native. Yeah, I was like just trying to think like, about what I was taught about Native Americans <coughs> while watching or while, while in school and you know what? It was watching. It was like every time we just started to discuss history of Canada involving like the people here before us it really, they always showed us a movie. Yeah. It was always just a movie like I Well like what do you, what do you mean like what kind of movie? Well they, we watched The Last of the Mohicans there was like a lot of those, like a moment in uh, like the, the Canadian heritage things. There's like a bunch of fucking BBC stuff. There were those a moment in Canadian heritage ones. Like, I remember just, the commercials we, uh, for anyone who isn't Canadian just, like, or watched, wasn't growing up in the '90s. Those were commercials that played, teaching like, you a moment in our history. Really random films that like I couldn't even tell you the names of. Like that you would just find at the library. Maybe you probably could still find them at the library. It's like where's all your VHS? Like, well, actually, I'll show you. We got quite a few. Well, what was really nice about the Secret Path uh, special that CBC did was Gord Downey saying that this was the most important thing he'd ever done in his life. 
No, I, I, I really, I mean, Coach doesn't say, but I obviously admire him. <laughs> so but I admire yeah. his, like, in his end, trying to, you know. Raise awareness. Raise awareness for a cause that actually does mean something. And uh, kind of related, I Someone guess. Someone could argue that it doesn't mean anything because we didn't it's in it. the past. Yeah, exactly. Uh, past generations did it. But we should, as as white people in the land that we're not from, we should embrace the natives. Does that not just make sense? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it does to our generation. Like I feel like we should embrace that into our culture way more, like native influences yeah, exactly. and stuff like that. And not in the offensive way. Because it happens way too often in the offensive way. Like, not to bring... Like, just recently... The Cleveland Indians played the Toronto Blue Jays in the build-up of the American League Championship, right? Mm-hmm. There's a whole thing here. Obviously, that at one point in time, we did not want them to be able to, or a group of people, did not want the Cleveland Indians to be able to wear the logo of, I forget the name of their, they have a name for their mascot. Chief Wahoo. Oh, man. The fucking toothy, red-faced, Terribly, obviously racist mascot. Yeah. That's what it is, and and I can understand why people are like, oh well, it's tradition. We've had a team for a long time. Okay, I get that, but like, who really gives a shit if you're called the Cleveland Indians or the Cleveland whatever the fuck else you name your team to? Same franchise. Fine. It's called the Natives. Well, okay, <laughs> or just maybe just not. Let's not focus in on team naming like it's a. Fu- like, team names should be animals and, uh, and like colors nature. and things like that. And nature. Yeah. You don't need to throw in a fucking... Like, you're literally counting them, am- like, amongst birds. <laughs> let's, like, let's, like, obviously point out that this shit is fucking racist. It's outright racist. Yeah. I agree. It is. I it agree. It is, and there's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's racist. I don't think anyone should be overtly offended by it, but... It is not right. I, I think that the people that are on their side, like the side of keeping it, don't necessarily think it's right. Like they're just like, oh, it's it's her- like it's our heritage, and I think that they just don't know that they're being racist. Like that's what they're doing, and they just don't realize it and think of it. Like I mean, it's I, just I, a name. Yeah, I'm not necessarily blaming the fans for that, or think the people that they should say. Like I understand your argument, but but it is just racist. Like I I, I had this conversation. With my father the other day, uh, like we were out for dinner, he's like, "Yeah, it seems ridiculous that they wanted to not let them like wear the logo." I was like, "Well, what if it was the Cleveland Edwards?" <laughs> and I said, "Edwards." <laughs> Obviously, and I was like, "What? Like, like, let's think about that. Would you think then it's fucking offensive? Because you would. Like, I mean, everyone would." So let's maybe just consider it that same thing. Or what if they were the, like, you know, any any other racist term. Yeah, the Cleveland uh, Stop this shit. Like, what if it was, like, a, yeah, just stop. Like, the Cleveland like, Blackies? Yeah, exactly. Anything. Anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't want that shit. No. You don't want the New Mexico wetbacks. <laughs> that's racist. We all know that's fucking racist, so let's stop doing that shit. <laughs> Yeah, it, absolutely. It, it seems so and I think simple. that's that's the know. spark that Gord Downey is trying to ignite. Exactly. Let's 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 
Uh, Tumblr would say, check our privilege. Check your privilege, son. And fucking stop it. No, we're not... I don't know. I don't want to come across as, like, those kind of people. No, no, no. I I mean, I... But we're not racist. There's, like, a line where you're, like, this super progressive people are, like, like, a racist. Obviously, it's not that clear black and white, but, like, let's stop with the fucking nonsense. <laughs> we don't. Uh, we don't hate gays. We don't hate blacks. We don't hate natives. Well, that's clear because of that say. But like, why does it have to be brought up when it comes to the no, fucking team? I don't really need to be brought up. Well, I did. I brought it up. I took the words. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, passion. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. So uh, this has been a new episode of Two Versus Three. Should follow me on Twitter at Kyle R. Hodge. Follow Cody Yo at Lame Books. Yeah, I just switch it up. Some of a little follow, easier to follow, you know. Yeah. My book with it was Cody. Was it taken? It was Cody. No, it wasn't taken. I was so surprised. Lame Books was not taken. <laughs> no, I didn't have that a number. Like it was great. Uh, you could follow Greg at Greg underscore Moser four twenty. Is that right? That's correct. All right, and then you go to bmoviesandebooks.com and check out all the other podcasts. They got some new podcasts. Yeah, they do. Yeah, we definitely didn't write down the names of them, uh, so why'd you bring that we up? Got, we were Don't reading the list. We, we just say racist team names. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you go know, there, they have lots of famous <laughs> podcasts. And, uh, you I know, know. I can, all I can think about is just racist team names. Yeah, just racist teammates. We think about basketball. <laughs> or like, why would basketball be more racist? Uh, no, no, this is for another, another time. I go to bmovies and ebooks.com. We have all those other podcasts to listen. I'm Kyle. I'm Cody. Okay. Have a good night.